0: Welcome to Try Not to Blink, a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news, tips and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. We'd like to thank the amazing people at Valley Contacts who have made this podcast possible, makers of stellar gas permeable lenses and the oh so incredible custom stable scleral lens. In case you're wondering, I'm on the East Coast and I'm Dr. James Diem. I'm joined by the awesome... Dr. Roya Habibi repping the West Coast. Roya, what's up?
1: It's a solid new intro and I liked it, the damn. I like it.
0: Did you Good like job.
1: that? I did. I thought that was a nice touch. Right.
0: I'm trying. I'm, I love that music, so it just it gets me all fired up.
1: oh yeah. And speaking of fired up, holiday season. Who doesn't get fired oh up, up for goodness. holiday season? December. It,
0: is, yes. it has hit us. And it was like... You know, I barely took off my Mickey and Minnie outfit and I was already singing Christmas carols. You would. For, uh, you know, after Christmas or after uh, Halloween. I mean, so but I feel like a turkey right now (laughs) because we've gorged ourselves on turkey. Did you eat a lot of turkey for Thanksgiving?
1: Absolutely. Turkey is I'd probably say one of my favorite meats if I had to. And Patrick and I hosted our first Friendsgiving, so that was super fun. And we cooked our first turkey, and I put him in charge of that because I felt like that's a man's job, right? And Um, I didn't want to touch that like big nasty big bird, and so and he (laughs) killed it. We found, thanks to Pinterest, a great recipe that cooked a moist, delicious turkey. Happy to share it on the website, and it it was a we knocked it out of the park. But wow. what would okay. be your favorite cool. side dish for Thanksgiving?
0: Oh, my goodness. It's got to be the green bean casserole.
1: Ooh, that's a nice one. Yeah.
0: green. Have you ever done that? The green bean casserole? Yeah. I didn't do oh, it this yeah.
1: year, but I do With love the
0: it. the dried French onion. Of course. popping there. Of oh, course. So good. French's. What about you?
1: You know, this year, probably my favorite was a, um, we did a cauliflower pumpkin gratin instead of like a. Come on. Potato gratin. So oh, but like you wouldn't even have known it. I know. It's so West Coast. But it was so rich and cheesy. and It tasted like a potato gratin, but it was basically healthy.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> my wife and I were really trying to watch what we're eating. In fact, we, we started Weight Watchers. I, I know that's like really That's goofy. a
1: solid couple thing to do together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about the points, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, there's points for like everything. Yes. So it's it's uh Thanksgiving was tough. Thanksgiving it was really really tough. Way <laughs> yeah. more
1: points for the week.
0: So many points. There's free stuff, but there's like no like it's just white turkey meat was free. Um so nice. it's like I had a whole plate of turkey meat and uh just like smelled everything else.
1: Lots of tryptophan. How sleepy <laughs> were you after that? Yes.
0: Yes. So um everybody's uh you know getting uh, over their Thanksgiving hangover here and uh you know just to cut, you know we like to hit the facts here at try not to Blink. we like everybody to know a little bit about stuff a little bit about everything makes us all a little bit better so um Thanksgiving of course is a national holiday in the United States um I, we have a lot of as i've said before on the show Dominican and Puerto Rican uh People in our area, and I often ask them, you know, you celebrate Thanksgiving? Kind of dumb question. The answer is no. That's not something that they did celebrate. It is a United States tradition, but of course, you know, they're here. They love to celebrate it as well. It was uh, originated as a a harvest festival. Thanksgiving. um, It's been celebrated nationally on and off since 1789. Oh, George Washington actually made a proclamation um, uh, to to make it such. Thomas Jefferson chose not to observe the holiday, um, and its celebration was actually intermittent until the presidency of good old Abe. Old man Abe. Abe, Abe. Lincoln. Yeah, when Thanksgiving became a federal holiday in 1863. Uh, so, you know, there's some some interesting uh, history there, and I think we all know the the story of the, the, the Native Americans and the the settlers, the the Puritans, or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Um, and that's what we think of as as uh, the history of Thanksgiving. So, but, yeah, it's kind of interesting that it's always been something that's kind of off and on throughout uh, history. So, do you have any traditions that you do for Thanksgiving? Something you sit Eat down Eat too much. Just eating. Yep. You don't, like, pass around, like, uh, you know, something and say something you're thankful for? Is that something you ever did?
1: Um uh, yeah, you know, everyone kinda does that a little bit. I think that yeah. I think that's cliche. We've tried
0: to do that. We've hosted a couple times at our house and we've done that. It's always like super awkward and everybody's like, Oh yeah, family and you and you know. <laughs> but it's actually nice. It's like, you know what, this is yeah, this is something we should do more. Forces you to spread things. What yeah. are you thankful for in the eye Last this year? year at Thanksgiving this will be this will be the last thing I say about Thanksgiving. Um, last year was pretty cool. We um, we did that. We, we you know, uh, had, you know, handed out some paper, you know, things that we're thankful for. And um, actually what we did was we wrote down what we were thankful for. We put them in a, a, a bowl and then we uh, shook them up and then you pass them around and you open somebody else's up and read them. And so what we did was we made sure that my mom and Jill's mom got what we wrote and we wrote both wrote that Jill was pregnant um, ah, with our son. So it was fun. a fun, yeah, it was a really cool uh, surprise to share with them at that time. So Tell
1: me what you're thankful for about eyes from the past year, new development, Ooh. New, new device. Yeah, that,
0: is, that is a really, mm-hmm, that is a good one. That is a really, really good one. Hmm. You know, I I've, I've really been. <laughs> I'm I'm thankful for you know. Uh, you know, I have I've complained and and bitched about staff on here. Um, you know, we've the difficulties with staff, but right now we actually have a really good staff and I have some great interns. And you know, I've I've over the last um, week or so gotten emails from both PCO and MCPHS about the interns for the coming year, and we're gonna have four interns almost every quarter for the next year Dang. and and we're just really we got good staff right now so i can't do what i do without you know good people around me and uh, so i'm thankful for my work family absolutely you know, they really helped me out a lot
1: absolutely yeah. i would say what about you if i was going to be thankful for something not directly correlated to my workplace in general Man, I'm thankful for people, honestly, this sounds like really wishy-washy, but I'm thankful for people who do research in the field of eyes so I can just reap the benefits of all that they do and apply it to practice. Right. <laughs> I'm thankful oh, for, yeah. I went to a really awesome talk at Academy last month. Um, it was yeah. by uh, Dr. Leslie Small at, um, she's at Bascom Palmer and she talked about uh, corneal neuropathy, so dry eye, but pain without stain sort of things and i took home like several things that i immediately applied to new practice patterns in my clinic and i'm not that they're of course a research institute but uh, i'm just thankful for people who are doing more beyond what you do in clinic so we can all have more treatment options for patients
0: totally yeah no, that's awesome i like being the end user
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I want I want to be able yeah. to sell the facts and say, here, do this. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Someone else did this, smarter than me,
0: because they said so. <laughs> exactly.
1: Tell yeah. me some hashtag i news.
0: I news. We like the the news tips and tricks you can use. I news. So, um, you know what what we found out, which is this is just a total you know earth shattering piece of information, is that people actually don't like getting needles jammed into their eye. Whoa. Can you believe this? Exploding mind here. There's a whole ton, shit ton, hashtag shit ton, um, group of of research coming out about intraocular injections. I I saw something recently on dementia, and I I was trying to figure that, I was trying to look for that uh, study, and I couldn't find it, but... um, this is a study that, that actually measured people's blood pressure spike during, before, after uh, intraocular injection. It actually found that there was significant uh, elevation in blood pressure, so much so that they recommend that people should be screened for blood pressure you know issues before and after um, intraocular injection. It went up that high. It went up to greater than 200 millimeters of mercury in some cases. So um, just kind of interesting
1: Isn't that kind of like running a quick sprint?
0: True. You know, yeah. You know, so so really what they said was not necessarily that, um, you know, that the, the blood pressure elevation would would be an issue for everybody, but that people should be pre-screened for, you know, risk factors associated with blood pressure and, and be treated if if those risk factors were there. So, um, you know, not everybody should be running sprints. Right. So that's uh, that that was kind of the, the end of News because I thought, well, you know, what does it matter? They get a little blood pressure spike, you know, for two minutes. What's the big deal? Um, but I guess it's, you know, just important news. And, you know, we need people to do this kind of research so we can all say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So there you go.
1: True. I guess, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure how applicable that is, but I guess anyone who's not being yeah. treated for blood, uh-huh. high blood pressure that maybe has chronically. Un, unfounded high blood pressure is worth catching. But again, that kind of goes back to our podcast that we had a while back with Rob from ERCast. What do you, yeah. I guess that's just a conversation that you say, hey, you need to go to your primary care doctor, go get your blood pressure under control. Eh?
0: Yeah, before we start doing this, especially if we're doing it every two weeks, every month, you know, somebody's worrying about it for a whole day and then it happens and it's, you know, super duper high and they already have, you know, cardiovascular risk factors. It could be a bad, bad, you know, precipitating issue for them.
1: I guess I feel you. So. Okay. Yeah. What else? Yeah.
0: So did you, you've heard about that um, uh, contact lens that was supposed to like read what you were thinking?
1: <laughs> That's me actually. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My, my, my It wasn't my, actually my ability. that. As a BIO. You can look at someone's mind, right? That's what I tell patients. Oh,
0: yes. I love telling kids <laughs> that. I'm going to yeah. look and see what you had for dinner last night. Little kids and, and like, yeah, old yeah.
1: men, too. They all take it all the same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, there, yeah, Google actually had this smart contact lens that was going to actually measure glucose levels in tears. You right? This was on, like, every iNews media outlet of course. known to man. It was, like, going to revolutionize... Diabetes eye care, and we were going to be, you know, the gatekeepers of this. So yep. they were going to use a tiny wireless chip and a miniaturized glucose sensor embedded between two layers of soft contact lens materials, and then you know, be able to determine what was going on. Um, turns out that they totally nixed the project. They put it on ice indefinitely. So what they said was that our clinical work on the glucose sensing lens demonstrated that there were insufficient consistency in our measurements of the correlation between tear glucose and blood glucose concentrations to support the requirements of a medical device interesting too bad bad. sorry google take the world over somewhere else
1: Uh, (laughs) it would have been awesome and ideally something like that's going to come up in the future but on to the next one not happening yet
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we, um, again, you, you said we were at Academy and we had like one of our like huge fans come up and, you know, they were like, Oh my God, we love you. And we're like, Oh my God, we love you too. And, you know, we exchanged some niceties and we signed some like try not to blink memorabilia and, uh, you know, just had a blast. And we said, what was one of the things that you've really enjoyed, you know, you and I do. And one of the things that they said was, the cases they love the cases so um we're gonna bring back the hashtag interesting cases <laughs> right now um so i'm gonna hit you with a recurrent corneal erosion case i just love rces i love them why i think they're really cool like a fresh one or
1: like ones that keep coming
0: a freshly squeezed oh. rce all right love it um and i i mean i just i feel so important with a recurrent corneal erosion (laughs) it's like it's right in our wheelhouse there's a lot of different things we can do with it a lot of you know stepwise treatment absolutely um and i think you know if you really do it aggressively you're you're assuring that patient's going to be good for the long term so i i had your sort of -of run-of-the-mill recurrent corneal erosion patient first time ever
1: Um, or like a recurrent
0: first well I'll go backwards. So I saw the patient initially, um, you know, early on in practice. It's a mother. And the mother uh, had a newborn baby and a uh, fingernail abrasion. Stretch to the just eye. Just classic, Oof, yeah, classic, classic, right? It's just what you le- read about in the textbooks. Um, and we managed the the abrasion just like you would, healed up nicely. Again, this was, you know, right when I started in practice. And probably about six months later, she comes back in and uh, she's, you know, I woke up and my eye is like on fire. It's hurt so bad. Can't open my eye. Sunglasses, brimmed hat comes in and there it is. And it's probably about 50% the size of the initial abrasion because I saw her. I knew, you know, what, what it looked like. So there you go. It's a recurrent corneal erosion. So what do you do?
1: So, I mean... Obviously, the patient wants it to be as fast as possible. They're in pain, and they're starting to build some anxiety now, usually around the situation. Maybe not the very first time, but it's probably going to start building. But usually, honestly, first thing I do is I'll put a bandage contact lens on it. Although, nowadays, what I've started to treat with is a uh, Procara. And everyone loves to hate on Procaras, but I don't know why, because they are beautiful. Beautiful little gifts. Um, but I love putting yeah. ProCare on. I tell them it's going to suck for a day or two and I'll see you back right. in four or five days. And ideally, right. this is going to help avoid this being a problem in the future. Um, but yeah, whether it's a bandage or ProCare, I usually start that. If I do a bandage lens, I'll usually do a prophylactic antibiotic. Um, so erythromycin or ofloxacin or something like that.
0: Any Anything else?
1: Um, lubricating eye drops. Um, those are usually my biggest ones just cause I want it to heal and I don't want to get infected. It's usually what I do. What do you do?
0: So I did a little research and what I found was that there are basically three, uh, tenants, three divisions of, of treatment. You have medical treatment, which is lubrication, um, antibiotics or pain relievers, uh, and, uh, and, um, Cyclopleges, things of that nature, and also inhibitors of MMP nines, and and that I think is the one that a lot of people miss: Uh, oral doxy or um, a a anti-inflammatory eye drop uh, like a corticosteroid. Because you know, one of the underlying pathophysiological features of uh, recurrent corneal erosions is the the um, upregulation of MMP nines in the connection between the epithelial cells and Bowman's layer, which inhibits. The hemidesmosomes of the the cells to actually attach there and keep those cells on the cornea. So what happens is you get the weak connection of epithelial cells. Eyes dry, wake up, and you rip those cells right off, um, creating you know pain painful uh, re uh, erosion of that initial abrasion. You could of course do conservative treatment with a bandit con- bandage contact lens. You could punctual occlude to get more more moisture on the eye. Um as you mentioned uh amniotic membranes are are just i think an awesome option for treatment uh another cool thing is anterior stromal micropuncture where you can you know basically take a um uh, a A needle or a syringe, and um you know sort of rough up the bowman 's layer to stimulate the the regrowth of um the epithelial cells along bowman's layer um you could do diamond do you bur- do
1: that or someone else does it well
0: um technically that is um something that you know could be sort of controversial as far as scope of practice is concerned um you know that it's it's i've i've observed it and i've done it in training um and and we may or may not what are you doing the sticks currently (laughs) um it's i mean you're just taking a needle you're poking so i'm not saying i do it or i don't but i'm just telling you what it is so there you go i
1: thought they usually use a yag laser you for
0: can it. but that's fancy that's not necessary you just take a needle okay. don't need it in the sticks, dab just around use a there, stick around there you're fine it works yeah, um so diamond burr polishing, something else, you know, you can do. Um, eczema laser uh, phototherapeutic keratectomy or PTK uh, is also one that's sort of, I think, reserved for, you know, like end stage type stuff. But with this patient, uh, what I did was what exactly you said, amniotic membrane, amniotic membrane, slapped it on, um, you know, and and actually she did really, really well with it. And um, she ended up coming back in uh, another six months, uh, <laughs> almost like clockwise work with the same thing um so uh what we did at this point was we because at this point now the the um recurrent erosion was larger and there was just some roughed up epithelium so what we did was we treated again with the with the um uh, amniotic membrane got it got it healed up but after it was healed it was still just like in a regular area you could just still see where it happened right um and and that you know was just something that you know, uh well, you know, I I just wanna protect that. I wanna do everything I can. So she's on you know, she's on cyclosporin, she's you know, using artificial tears. I plugged her. Um and actually what we plugged did was I, I plugged her. And that uh sounds so rough. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you just that's what <laughs> you gotta do. Um <laughs> and uh so this time uh what what I did was actually fit her with a scleral. And I'll tell you what oh yeah. it it actually you know the abrasion was you know just under the line of sight, so it was actually starting to affect how she saw it. she was you know twenty twenty five twenty thirty um, uncorrected, she didn't really have much of a correction. Uh, but with the lens, she's twenty twenty. She's happy. Um, and it's been yep. about two and a half years now. Um, and I just saw her back the other day. She's wearing the scleral. She loves it. You know. So you yep. know, I think it's a good one-two punch. I know it might seem a little aggressive for you and many patients, but if you get a, a patient that's constantly re- eroding, um, get the erosion healed and then put a scleral on it. It's, it's just honestly, beautiful. I have
1: a couple of patients of my that I've seen in my dry eye center yeah. that come in. And you know, people who get RCEs are like kind of become like a rare, like interesting breed to watch. Oh, yes, because they are the most anxiety ridden people. Yeah. I mean, they have, all of them have some sort of procedure that they wake up with and deal with every morning. I close my eyes. I massage my eyes six times left and two times right. You know, like they have some weird thing that they do and bless them. Like, I'd be terrified that I was going to feel like the wrath of God come down on me every time I open my eyes up in the morning. Who knows when it's going to happen? So, I mean, I had this patient, she's maybe 32 she had recurrent corneal erosions and she like hated how the wind hit her eyes she felt like she was constantly in this state of panic kind of and i fit her in lenses and she's a new person i mean it yeah. and now every time she comes back in it's like a therapy session of why she waited so long <laughs> yeah. to just to wear scleral totally, lenses totally. and i'm like that's great girlfriend get out of here but mm. uh get that custom listen, stable is, on right <laughs> i get that thanks valley for making that so easy yes. But but no seriously, I think that uh, we often think because they're so sensitive and nervous about their eyes that we're doing them a disservice. When when in reality, the scleral lens is just lubricating their eye all day long. And then yeah, they might be more vulnerable at nighttime. They still take it off at nighttime, but yeah, their eyes prepped and ready for nighttime. And then they slap that lens on in the morning. Any little bit of irritation, now it's masked. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't, I think there's
0: some therapeutic effect, you know, keeping that eye, you know, moisturized and extra. Yeah, so I mean, I've done it, you know, a handful of times, and it seems to be, you know, a really great way to continue the management of those patients. So I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one.
1: No, totally agree. Word, all about it. Word.
0: Cool. And um, so, one other one, real quick. And this is more of just a general conversation. I just, I love herpes. I love it. Ouch. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, It's, 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 I do
1: love seeing it in the eye. It's, it's,
0: damn, it's so beautiful.
1: I like seeing a nice, solid zoster across the face. Oh, a zoster on the face. Half mask. All over the face. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I like being like this is going to go away and people are like no way. Yeah, I'm dying. And you're like it's going to go yeah. away. You're not going to have blisters and scars all over your face. I mean, not likely.
0: Yeah. And and uh you know the the dendrites and just the bulbs and the pseudo so pretty. bulbs and the oh it's it's beautiful. So So pretty. You know, I just I just wanted to hit a couple high points for people um you know just to just kind of hit it out there and let people just kind of think about this a little bit. So herpes keratitis. All right. So, um, in general herpes condition. So one, one, um, you know, sort of interesting case I had, um, was a, a child, uh, that was sent to me who, um, actually was being managed for, you know, conjunctivitis. They're being managed by, uh, you know, a pediatrician and, and, uh, they, they, do refer a lot of kiddos to us. Um and uh we we love dealing with them and, and uh you know this was a this was a four year old kid and uh this this young girl had um you know just chronic conjunctivitis chronic conjunctivitis and they were giving this four year old um guess what? What? Guess Toberdex. Yes Oof. Toberdex Poor girl. Poor old. Okay. And um trouble. So yeah, bad news, right? So I take one look at the eye and I could see, you know, we got bad news. We have, you know, some uh some 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 scarring and there's some white in the area there in the center. So, you know, the the bottom line is what I want to tell people about herpes is guess what? It can happen in kids too. Okay, so, you know, it's not just an old person thing. It's not just a um, immunodeficient thing. It's not a cold source. It can happen in any person, period. So make sure you take your due diligence. Look at look at the kiddos, red eyes, um, stain them, do do your heart. This was not an easy kid to evaluate, um, but I believe we saved this kid's vision. Um, they have a little yeah. tiny scar now, but we manage them appropriately. Um, you know, we got them the antiviral oral antiviral, made sure it was dose appropriate for their age and weight. And um, then started to get an anti-inflammatory on there once we cleared everything else up. So I'm not going to go into too much more detail. But the bottom line is, guys, make sure when you, you know, have uh, really anyone with a chronic conjunctivitis that you're really doing your due diligence to rule out uh, herpes to make sure it's not, you know, something that, uh, you know, is going to potentially cause blindness and, and maybe a litigious patient.
1: Absolutely. Well, especially as a kid. Yeah,
0: right. So anyway,
1: so December started now. Yeah,
0: here we are. And
1: aside from the fact that in Seattle here we're just suffering in darkness, essentially. You know, it gets dark here at four (sighs) p.m.
0: That is early,
1: and it's not bright until eight p.m. Actually.
0: Damn, is that Antarctica? And it's not even
1: (laughs) basically. You know,
0: we got nailed to snow. Maybe
1: the North Pole. Do you know that we're in the North Pole, dude? We're closer to the North Pole than the South Pole.
0: Okay. I believe that.
1: Just in case you forgot about that.
0: <laughs> Just so <laughs> I know. All right. Well, you know, you know, you guys didn't get snow yet. We got snow about a month ago no. in November. We got <laughs> we got twelve like twelve inches of snow here. Ew. Yeah, I'm not kidding Foot? you. Yes.
1: We don't get snow like that. We don't get snow. Basically, we'll get maybe one to two frost. Twelve
0: a year. inches. We got it gross. was it was gross. Time it's to move. Still here. Yeah. Time to move, dude. So anyway, December, right? What's going so on? So
1: December. We've got work parties coming
0: up. Oh, work parties. (laughs) Yes. This is a topic that inspires all sorts of feelings, right?
1: Oh, baby. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm going to let you open this one. Go for it.
0: Over three quarters of businesses do something nice for their employees, you know? And I think as a doctor and a practice, you know, you're sort of hit with that that reality you know you have staff you have managers you have you know opticians you have all these other people that really rely on you to be there to be doing your job and and you rely on them and then you know here it is it's holiday season and and so what are we going to do are we all going to go to a party we're going to go out to eat are you going to get them gift cards are you going to what are you going to do you know so um is a Christmas party a good idea as a gift, as a Christmas gift? Or should you do something else? Should you do both? So these are all the questions that I'd like to talk about here.
1: It's like when your mom asked, do you want a check for your birthday? Right. Or do you want some presents? And you're like, could I have both?
0: Yeah. yeah. I want the money because you're going to screw up the gift. But I like <laughs> right. to open shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I might like the gift too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if I don't like the gift, maybe you'll give me more money, but maybe you'll give me more value in a gift. Right. <laughs> no, but seriously, parties are kind of a funny thing because obviously sometimes you just feel like you're going because you have to go. Yeah, totally. Right? Like I, totally. I feel like I can't miss my work it's party. Like, I'm an associate. It's part so of your job. I go. You gotta go. Because I feel like I have to, right. right? But yeah, it's it's an odd thing. And who likes... I mean, I'm in a group where there's... 150 people including all of our staff we have wow. seven, 18 doctors
0: a big group. and
1: so there's a big group right. oh yeah and it's a big event i mean i'm glad i'm not having to pay for my party true that uh, i'm sure it kind of does come out of my salary in some way sure but does. either way
0: <laughs> um like you probably know. you did pay for it <laughs> but that's i
1: probably pay i probably am the one paying for all of it. yeah that, there actually. you go <laughs> no but seriously i um i think that there's something to like the idea of morale building but it's really hard to do that right
0: (laughs) there's so many ways it could go wrong oh my gosh right and it's you know yeah oh my god so all right so let's back up a second all right so so there it you do a christmas party yes yes okay
1: we got a winter gala that's what it's called winter gala okay now every year
0: where is it and i'll tell you all about mine next but where, okay, where is we
1: do ours different locations every year. Okay. Usually it's at some sort of restaurant, although last year we did it at, AT, uh, at our at our stadium, our baseball stadium. Ooh. There's an ability to like run out the space. Oh, that's cool. We have a dinner. There's usually some dancing. Oh, fun. Okay. Last year we had a caricature uh-huh. drawer um, yep, some... and a tarot card reader. Uh, they, they do some fun, see- yeah, fun yeah. little things. That's fun. But um, And usually... People get involved in like little presentations. We actually have like a pretty awesome uh, um, uh, raffle. Oh, that all of the staff gets to be involved. Tell in me about that. Everyone fights over. Th- so they they get like gift cards, or last year they gave like a large flat screen TV. Really? Now, could the doctors um, win that? No, no, they pay for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> or maybe they get it. I'm not sure if I'm Could you? Really could you win it? No, no, yeah, no doctors get to do it. Yeah. Huh? I know that was a was a really disappointing thing. My first year, I realized real fast when no one let me put my bingo things in. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no,
0: you don't. You don't get to do that. You
1: don't get to play this game.
0: <laughs> you're like, well, well what what? <laughs> yeah,
1: but the one thing that is a little bit funny is you start seeing sides of people at your office that you're you never would have really yes, seen. That's what and I. I guess know. that maybe is slightly cool, yeah. but also. I don't really like being... I don't really love going out with work friends, to be honest. And I never really have. And <laughs> Do they listen to the me podcast? Or
0: do we have to be careful mean, what we say? I mean, they
1: might. I'm not saying anything negative. Yeah. I just, like, I don't... Like, there's a relationship you have with work colleagues yeah. that
0: it does. you have
1: to keep that line. You It takes a long time to develop those relationships. Sure. And you don't want them to all of a sudden see you in a different light because you... Acted out and drank too much or something, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the truth. So, a lot of people, you know, don't really like company parties. It's the bottom, you know. It's the kind of the truth, and um, you know, there, there's obviously what, the morale what facts building you have component of it, in, and and uh, you know, it could be potentially morale diminishing if it's not done correctly. Um, the possibility of you know people acting like total dipshits with booze and, and, uh, you know, you put people that are, you know, potentially, you know, people that you look up to in, in the office and, um, you know, add, add a little alcohol and, um, you know, that could end up in a bad, bad situation, you know, moving forward. So there were some studies done. 36% of professionals feel company holiday parties are fun. Um. This means, of course, it's that's it. Yeah, that's right. So this means that sixty four percent (laughs) don't, and thirty five percent actually give them a negative thumbs down. So they actually say, no, we. Not only do we not feel that they're fun, we actually hate them. (laughs) So you know, this is it's it's like a third, a third, and a third, third of them. You know, people feel like "Eh, it's not really what I want to do. Third, kind of indifferent. A third, just don't like it at all. So. You know, this is of course just some you know study off of officeteam.com. dot com. It's not you know, of course, the truth in in every possible way. But you know, there's definitely a lot of potential issues um, with when when alcohol comes in a mix. I mean, is 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 there alcohol at your company party? Oh, of course. So, I mean, it's beer and wine. Let's just be honest. I mean, is there's there's somebody right? There's like one or two people that are like the top oh, yeah. of the town the next week.
1: Oh yeah, or maybe like the month and a half usually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, can you believe what they did? Right, like it's all. Well, always... think about
1: it. I have a hundred and twenty some people in my group. Yeah, there's got to be at least ten percent that are gonna mess up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like... the ten percent rule. Ten of them are gonna act like total.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. maybe five. They're gonna
0: they're gonna walk but... into work the next day with their head solo. So, I oh, missed yeah. out on the last two because, you know, Jill was pregnant one year and then we had like a newborn at home the next year, and so like we just went and did, you know, like the dinner and um, you know, just a little bit of uh music and then left. And so what we do is we rent out like, you know, a little like hall kind of thing and um, it's at a hotel and everybody stays. So, so we get everybody a room and, uh, you know, we go from there, but we're, we're like 60 people. So, and everybody could bring somebody too. Right. So that's how it is yours. You could bring your significant other.
1: You can bring your significant other. Right. So same thing.
0: So, you know, um, that's, that's, but people could, you know, be, be comfortable, you know, knowing that, you know, they're able to to stay over. Right. So you can just kind of, you know, have at it. So, Yeah last couple of years going into work the next day I'm like all right don't give me the give me the juice what happened and you know you you didn't even need to ask the question because you just saw certain people saying nothing and other people saying a lot in fact one year a girl actually broke her ankle came in and oh, uh, um, um, crutches the next day so i cannot uh, wait ours is actually in just a couple of days so we're very excited to see what's going to happen
1: are you gonna actually stay over this time? We are
0: staying over too, so watch out now. Oh,
1: you're probably gonna be that guy, dude. Yeah, it's let's possible. You're usually that guy.
0: <laughs> you know me good enough, yeah. So that's that's uh it's a Well
1: but let's let's be real about this. I think that uh doing anything that you can to show staff appreciation, and I know probably and realistically, many of us do a bad job doing this throughout the right. year. So being forced to have some sort of event around a holiday or around the end of the year is a good enough reason to force people to do something like this. But if a holiday party where you're setting people up in a room with people they don't know that well, so they're going to do things like potentially drink too much to feel more comfortable and then do silly things around their employees or fellow colleagues, what are better things you can do?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I I mean, you know, the, the other thing that I think, you know, you you could just give everybody money you could just give everybody a gift i mean do do you guys get a holiday bonus is that i mean if you you don't have to tell me the answer to that but i mean is that you know do, do, would you think that that's comparable
1: i mean honestly i think about my my event i mean we have Like I said, 150 people. I believe there's probably like 15 or 20 tables. Each table hosts around eight people. That's like more than my own wedding was back in February. So I'm sure this is an investment for my company. And though I'm sure there are memories made at this event, it might be worth just saying how everyone gets X bonus. Then again, what about if someone's upset that one person got a better bonus? Somebody uh, didn't deserve this uh she only worked half the year who gets the bonuses and obviously the amounts i mean that makes it a little bit more confusing but i've heard about other things too some groups and obviously this is a lot easier in a smaller group setting but some of our smaller locations will host uh uh secret santa so for the like week before or the month before through excuse me like through the month of december we'll do a secret santa setup whoever wants to be involved gets to be involved in the secret santa where you're dropping each other gifts secretly
0: i think um, that's fun or, yeah I like that. it's kind
1: of fun i've done it every year if, if i'm at that particular clinic during the time of year and it's kind of fun because then you get in you you're secretly trying to figure out who's your santa and you're buying different fun gifts so right
0: yeah no i i think that's fun and um you know some other you could do like you know the i mean this this may be more like a friend party you said you know friendsgiving that you had you know you might do like a, a, you know the ugly Christmas sweater thing you know just have everybody um uh do something like right after work, you know, at the office and just keep it low key and just have food. I I mean, I don't know that like you could do a gift exchange and let's put goofy sweaters on, just have something to eat or maybe even just go to a restaurant, you know, but if you have a big office like you do, like we do, that's not really possible. You can't really, you know, people want to, I think, have some fun and have a drink or two and, and maybe even dance and, and, um, so I think it's tough. I mean, one other thing, maybe maybe like an experience. Like um, it's tough in the winter, and you know, in in Seattle when where you don't have sun. Um, but like go out and do something. I don't know what that would be. Can you come up with anything?
1: I mean, of course you can do different like wineries yeah. or events like that, but. Yeah, maybe people don't like always drinking. People don't always like it being around a drinking event either. So yeah. it is—it's kind of tricky because you want to—you want to make your staff feel important, right. and you want to make them feel appreciated. Like right? You value them exactly because you do. Yeah. But it is—it is a fine little uh, tightrope to walk, yeah. just because you don't want to. <laughs> Get anyone fired for acting poorly, right? Right. and, and, yeah, do you, and actually be punished, you know, for acting really poorly.
0: Really funny. I know she doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's okay if I talk about her. <laughs> we have a new hire. <laughs> Um, she's done really, really good so far. She's young and she's, you know, she's, she's, um, she's really doing great and we're happy she's with us. Um, but she's just getting to know everybody and she, we just hired her, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And so she's still getting to know everybody, you know? And, um, so it's still a little awkward getting to know everybody. And, uh, so she's like, I'm not going to come to the party. I don't know everybody. Um, I'm, I'm, I just don't know, you know, how it's going to be. I don't know where I'd sit. I don't feel really welcome, honestly, and um. So I actually pulled her aside today and I said, look, I really want you to come to the party. And uh, I just think it would be a great opportunity for you to get to meet everybody and hang out with everybody. And she's like, look, I just don't want to get drunk in front of everybody. I'm afraid I'm going to do something stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm your boss. You shouldn't tell me that, number one. Number two, <laughs> don't drink. <laughs> like, that seems like right. it might be a good way to get around that. Um, so... I don't know what's going to happen there. I think she's coming. So I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I did some research and found some good pointers for holiday parties. Okay? So here we go. Let's see. Don't ask everyone to take a seat and then go one by one through the room until everyone has introduced themselves. This is a party mood what? killer and better suited for orientations dumb. or company meetings.
1: Dumb, dumb options. Skip.
0: Do you do that or no?
1: No, is who there does any that? like formal
0: introduction at your party? Like
1: Oh, no, everyone already knows everyone. All right.
0: Do provide kind of. low key conversation starters that allow folks to easily chat each other up. For example, incorporate trivia questions or other games into the decor oh, or table sets. I actually like this idea. I think, you know, because I do find that, you know, people kind of go into their little clicks when you get to the party. True.
1: Table topics, maybe. That's like a fun do game. You, guys- you could just have cards everywhere.
0: Do you guys do that at all?
1: No, but I'll accept that tip. Don't
0: encourage people to talk about work. Uh, Yeah, obviously. Duh, duh. Do provide comfortable open seating areas where folks can easily rest, eat, and talk, especially at the beginning of the party, making sure these areas are located near the main action so no one feels antisocial for taking a seat. Okay, makes sense. Boring. (laughs) Don't go overboard and treat the party like a board meeting with an itinerary. Okay, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Obviously. Photo booths are good um, you know, things to do. Do You guys have a photo booth?
1: We do. Yeah. S- yeah. So do we, we and that's fun. Do. I think that's Everyone easy. loves those. What's that? Always a hit. Yeah. They're always a hit. Yeah,
0: I agree. Don't plan activities that encourage people to get as drunk as possible. <laughs> Maybe everyone loves karaoke, but suggesting that folks do karaoke um after the party at a bar um might be a better idea than having karaoke at the party itself could okay. could be good
1: karaoke makes people drink too much or uh, what? uh
0: yeah good question um make sure people have safe transportation um keep a variety of of food and and how's the food at your party usually pretty always good? great yep
1: yeah they yeah. kill it
0: yeah so that's pretty much it those are those are the good those are some good ones uh that I came up with and uh you know bottom line is I think it's a good opportunity to show like you said show everybody that they're appreciated uh celebrate the year you know you could celebrate it does like the owner owners head people get up and like say something at some point of course yeah
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: so you know I think it's important and and good to to recognize everybody but Woo-wee. Certainly, some uh, interesting things could come out of it, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. So, good stories at least. Good luck to everybody on their holiday uh, parties and um, on their on their uh, holidays coming up: uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, nothing, um, whatever you're doing. You know, have a wonderful, uh, uh, you know holiday and and uh, hopefully everything's safe don't be so excited about that what's that
1: (laughs) I said don't get so excited about that yeah
0: no I'm 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 really I love the holidays I've been listening to Christmas music for a month oh god you're one of those guys yeah well on that note
1: I think it about does it and of course we like to always wrap up by saying thank you to our sponsors Valley Contacts for all their amazing sport not only in the great lenses they make but also the awesome people they are to work with Be sure to tune in the rest of our month of December, continuing listening to some of our awesome chats that we had at Academy. And until then, try not to blink.